I'm good. I don't even need the TV today. I am feel so blessed. <laughs> Mind you, I could explain more. Everybody, thank you. Everybody's like, we need this up here. But let me tell you my week. <laughs> no, I, I'll just narrow it down to this morning. So I prepare the slides for my sermon. And as you, many of you know, I don't spell well. And so Saturday morning, I realized once it goes into our pro presenter, I can't manipulate it. I got to take it out, change it. Long story. And so I'm like, we just need to delete this one and fix my spelling in the next one and put it back in. Well, pro presenter said, no way. <laughs> so here we are. I am free to run. <laughs> I am pretty excited about that part, and you have no idea where I'm going, and neither do I. <laughs> as I said this morning, as the Spirit leads. So let me pull this together and say, we are wrapping up the, the whole study in Philippians. You know, living the faith. And hopefully over the summer, you've been learning what it is to live the faith. What it is to follow Jesus and discovering, wow, there is victory. This is how it is, trusting the Lord. And we came up with the, the Duplo that uh, represented you, that you are designed for something much bigger than yourself. That God has a plan. That God wants to work in and through his church. And so no matter where you are in your journey today, wherever you are listening and discovering, saying, hey, well, I haven't made that decision to follow Jesus yet. Welcome. And if you've been long time walking with Jesus, there is going to be talking about a secret today. Paul writes, I, I've learned the secret. And so we want to look at that. So my first starting point today, if you have a pen and paper, I want to bring it down to you where you are today. Or if you have your Smart electronics, you can type it in there. Or if you have a real good brain, <laughs> wherever you are, I want you to make a note of your needs. What are your needs today? Take a moment, write down your needs. And some of you, it's so fresh, it's right here. I am overwhelmed. It is sitting right here, and I can't get this thing passed. I'm sort of stuck. My needs are overwhelming. Now, there's two things that, while you're writing that mental note and writing it down, two things that I never bring up with the Lord. One is I never ask for patience. Some of you know why, because I tell, don't ask for patience. Man, because he'll give it to you, but that means there's a lot of trials. <laughs> so I, 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 never, I ask for wisdom, I ask for grace. And there's another thing I don't bring up with the Lord, and that is my needs. I don't say, Lord, I need this. It's just something I grew uh, following Jesus. I never mentioned it. But I found myself actually probably two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, I'm like, Lord, I realize I need. So I broke that. But hopefully you're getting a hold of those needs you have in your life. And we won't compare them to others. Because your need as a teenager can be way more overwhelming. I remember when my, my daughter was panicking and having so much pressure in her life, and I'm like, get over it, girl. It's going to get worse. Uh, of course, I was a good dad. I didn't say that. 
I said, we will get through this. <laughs> but, you know, everybody's needs are different. The pressures that you have, and it's just feeling overwhelmed. Some of you, it's just, it is just over the top. You can't get around. You're paralyzed because of the needs and pressures of your world. So keep that in mind as you look up Philippians chapter 4, 10 to 13. Remember, Paul is in prison, and you're not going to see it here, okay, unless you can magically make it appear. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's in prison, possibly sentenced to death. He's got all these things going on. And so he's writing back to the church in Philippi that he's, he's really encouraged by them. And so that's where we pick it up. And Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we ask, Lord, that you would bring it alive. Help us to understand it. And Lord, speak to our hearts, even within where we are, with the needs that we are carrying. And Lord, I pray, give me clarity to be able to proclaim your truth. Verse 10, I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Now at length you have revived your concern for me. Nice word to say. Oh, it's so great you've revived. Remember, Paul in his ministry, he's dependent on the church. He's dependent on other followers to support him, to, to give him finances to make life go on. So even while in prison, he is dependent on the church for food. Okay, so this is where he's at. I am grateful you revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but I know you didn't have opportunity, and now you have. And then he sort of switches gears. It's quite interesting. Not that I'm speaking of being in need. Not that I'm speaking of being in need. For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Now you understand a little bit of the Lord's teaching me <laughs> in my turmoil of the, this week and what things that happen. I'm like, God, what are you trying to say here? Just, just chill. It's all good. <laughs> I've learned to be content. Now the word content here is literally uh, self-dependent, self-reliant, interestingly. That's the picture, but I'll expand a bit more. I would like to say the other way of looking at it is not dependent on others. Now, we know Paul needs other people. Uh, he needs their support, but he says, I've learned to be content, not dependent on others. We literally set ourselves up when we are, but anyways, we'll get I know how to be brought low. I know how to be abounding in everything. Everything's great. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret. Facing plenty. Be going hungry. Not I'm hungry. I don't think we have a concept of this. Uh, it's not about, oh, I'm missing a chocolate bar. I'm hungry. This is going hungry. Being hungry. I've learned the secret. In plenty, hunger, abundance, and in need. Okay, so you got the picture. He's got all this. No matter where my circumstance, anything that's going on, I've discovered I can be content. Because we hear this verse, I can do all things 
through him who strengthens me. You've heard that verse. We quote that verse. I have a propaganda here. Uh, I have a book. What's it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How about a cup? When you're drinking your java in the morning. I can do all things through caffeine. No, through Christ who strengthens me. Big coffee. No, it's probably from water. But it's all there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But what does it mean? He's just finished saying, when I'm in need, when I'm in terrible, the environment around me is horrible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want us to get to that, because here's the secret of being content. It's not dependent on other people to be content. And content is different than comfortable. I just want to be comfortable. Right? That's, that's what we want. Lord, take care of my needs so I am comfortable. I remember crying that out to God in early in ministry. And we literally live by faith. Uh, God provided. That's the only way. But it was stressful with kids. Because Linda would say, hey, we need to get this for the kids. And I'm like, well, I'll pray. <laughs> it's not in the bank account. So how are we going to do this? And so finally I said, Lord, this is stressful to me. Because... I know you always provided, but I just wish we had money in the bank that I didn't have to come to God all the time. Literally, that was my request. Because I wanted some sort of comfort. I wanted, Lord, this is a need I have, and it's, I want to be able to just serve God and not have this burden on me. Interesting. Paul says, in abundance and in hunger... In plenty and in need, I've learned the secret of contentment. To be content, not dependent on others, but that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the key here to the secret. So let's walk through this. I have three points that you'll see on the screen. <laughs> Sorry. One is, here's the reality. You and I have needs. Number one, I think we get, to, we get this messed up. You and I have needs. And we say, God, take away my needs and I will praise you. Fulfill my needs and I'll just say, thank you, Jesus, and I'll go on praising you, Jesus, because you are fulfilling all my needs. Paul had needs and he still came to this place of contentment. So here's the reality for me this morning. God can still minister to us in our needs. God can minister to us in our needs. Paul was in prison. He didn't know his future. He was dependent on people to give him food. But his dependency was on Jesus. And sometimes in the Christian life, we like the words comfort. You know, come to Jesus... And I, I love this. Come to Jesus, and he will take care of all your needs. Man, everything. And he does. But our mindset is, it will be perfect. Right? C.S. Lewis said this. Uh, sort of rocked the world in that moment. Uh, there were people coming to Christ, and he says, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. He goes, 
I always knew a bottle of port would do that. Uh, we'll leave that out. Uh, <laughs> but if you want religion to make you feel really comfortable, I don't re recommend Christianity. It's not about comfort. It's so to me, this was just... To follow Jesus means I will have needs. There will be pressures as little as, you know, my PowerPoint not working that will get you frustrated. But to be content in that moment, saying, God, you got this. But for some of you, it's way, your needs are way bigger than that. Those in Afghanistan, those in Linton, all their belongings gone. What does it mean? I have needs. We have needs. So following Jesus is not going to be always comfortable. It's going to have challenges. But Paul's saying, I've learned the secret. On another slide, I'll show you. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 4, 8 to 12. I know you guys are flipping through that. Some of you have it memorized, I know. Uh, we are all afflicted. In, uh, we are afflicted in every way, Paul says. Man, life is rough. We are afflicted, but not crushed. Perplexed but not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We are struck down, but we are not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Right there in that statement, when we are in the worst situations that we can get ourselves into, that the world falls, pushes pressures in us, health, financial, relationships, so many things. And Paul says, I've learned the secret, even within my needs, to be content. There's this contrast, because if you were to go to verse 19, somewhere, the last, the closing verses, in all this, he says, and may the God... My God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So there's this contrast that constantly goes on as we follow Jesus to our world falling around us and saying, God providing us all our need. What is the need? And I want to say the need is Jesus. He does provide. So Paul is saying in this point, so you're getting this right now. We all have needs. God has not let you down. God is still with you. You're following Jesus. You're still a child of God, and the world is crumbling around you. Got the picture? Okay, let's use a new analogy. This is your life. Everything's perfect, right? And then the world comes crumbling down. Sorry, guys. Okay, do you get the picture? Your life is a mess. And some of you guys' life is more mess than others. Do you, do you see what he's trying to say? Paul is saying, I have learned this to be content even when life is a mess. Even in my needs, I have learned to be content. And let's expand that. So second point that you don't see is Paul had a grateful heart. His attitude of praise continued and 
The book of Philippians tells us that to rejoice. He constantly said, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. But he continued to praise Jesus. He was in prison. He was singing hymns and praises to Jesus. So we recognize we are to be grateful. We are to praise Jesus even when our world is tumbled down. This is not an easy task. Paul said, I have learned the secret. This doesn't just come naturally. Paul, on his journey, started discovering the power of God and his presence. So he came to a place of having a grateful heart where he would praise the Lord. A grateful attitude. And to me, that... Yep, I'm back. Hey, thank you, Ken. <laughs> the Lord is putting me in an a, a interesting place today. <laughs> to be grateful even when things come around us. How do you, when people are watching, your kids are watching you, and you're panicking. I got to get to the appointment on time. And you're saying not nice things to the drivers around you. None of, it doesn't refer to any of you guys, I know. <laughs> but how does, that re, how does that echo? I still remember, this is so vivid in my head because I couldn't believe it myself. Okay, I'm a lover of cars. Uh, that was my, my God in my day. And so I'm a fairly new Christian. I am working at an automotive, and it's, it's cold. I don't know if it was minus 20, minus 30. And we're just... Cars aren't coming in, it's pretty slow. We're looking out the window of the garage doors, right? The big glass garage doors. Me and another guy, and I see one of our lot guys outside, and he's backing up a truck. And he's going, and we're just like, he's going to hit your car. Oh, yeah, he's going to hit my car. Schmuck! <laughs> car just crushed right in, and I'm like, oh, wow. And the guy's like, aren't you going to go punch him? Aren't you going to do something? I'm like, I was shocked myself that I didn't get excited <laughs> because the peace of God, the attitude, what God did in my life in that moment was, it was life-changing and I realized, wow, that is the power of God. And I didn't understand this concept, but I'm learning more and more this spirit of contentment to be able to give praise to Jesus, an attitude uh, of a gratefulness, even when challenges happen to us. Are you willing to do that? Paul did. Paul was grateful in the midst of the storms and the pressures of life. His world was pretty messed up of what was going to happen to him. 
Let me read Psalms 37, because we like this one. He will give us the desires of our heart. And we go to that. Again, it's sort of pulling back on our needs and being grateful. He will he'll give us the desires of our heart. But we miss all the other stuff. Trust in the Lord. Pastor Tom preached about that last week, of getting into the truth, knowing the truth. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land. Delight yourself in the Lord. See all the directions toward the Lord? And he will give you the desires of your heart. I always say God changes our hearts when we hang out with Jesus. Uh, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him. He will act. He will bring forth your righteousness. We sung about this. As a light and your justice as a new day. He's going to actually show the world around you his glory through you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, you're going to reflect and point to Jesus. And here's the instructions to you. Be still before the Lord. Here's the word. Wait patiently for him. Fret not. Fret not. <laughs> here's that Psalms or Philippians 4. You know, don't worry. Be happy. Uh, give everything to Jesus. There's that 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 passage again. God is reminding us to be able to come to him. Our, our, the secret of contentment is our dependence on him. Third point. I'm cruising. Uh, we have to be reliant on him. Paul learned to be reliant on Jesus. So when all the needs, when the world crumbles in around him, his contentment was, oh, I need people, I need this. No, his need was straight to Jesus. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can come up out of the rubble. You ever got that picture? I can come, my world has collapsed around me, and I can come up out of the rubble because of Christ. Jesus is our living hope. It's everything that he has for us. For you and for me, he is our living hope. The word here that I was saying about content, he has contentment in relationship to others. I am independent. I do not need others because my contentment comes from God. That's what Paul is saying. My dependency, my reliance, is on God. Because if you set yourself up, every time you are dependent on others, they will let you down. Your friend, your spouse, your parent, your child, your boss, your pastor will let you down. But our dependency needs to be on Christ. So therefore I can be content because I know God's got this. Our reliance is on Jesus. How many of you have heard of Tim Tebow? Few of you. I didn't, but I read it. <laughs> he was one that, a football player, he, in the, where they do the blackout, he would write scripture verses. And he would write, he wrote Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to take on this team and I'm going to beat them because I have Jesus. And he brought faith 
together with this frenzy of football. He somehow brought them together and created this story. So somebody wrote an article about it, and don't know who it was, sorry I didn't footnote it, but this is his words. It was like he used a kind of mystical incantation that we use this scripture uh, as an incantation. From, they recite a passage when they need to draw power from another place to defeat the enemy or conquer a difficult task. It's like the green lantern's ring or the he-man's sword. Do you want your job promotion, he goes on to say, to find your soulmate, to have better sex with your spouse, to make more money? No problem. You can accomplish all things through Christ. And he goes, no, that's not what it is. He goes on and says, living the faith is not controlling our circumstances. Living the faith is not controlling our circumstances, but rather living our circumstance with Christ, knowing he will give you the strength in those circumstances. That's the teaching of the day, people. You catch it? Living the faith is not controlling our circumstances, but rather living our circumstances with Christ, knowing he will give you the strength in those circumstances. This is the hope of a follower of Jesus. It's way different than the world that says, change my environment, my circumstance, and I'll be happy. I'll be comfortable. I'll be good. My natural instinct is to run. It's the fight or flight principle, right? When the, the storm hits, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> Isn't that what you want to do? You know, literally, my first, when I heard the news of the Okanagan and, oh, they're tightening down, masks are coming, da 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 and I'm like, and then we heard the news over here, okay, we're, we're backing up a bit. I'm like, God, I'm out of here. I'm just going to go hibernate. That's literally what I said to the Lord. Now, of course, I had to come around and <laughs> I'm preparing a message that I can't do that. <laughs> and God is just saying to me again and again and to you and to me that we are contentment. How we handle our pressures. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's the one who, who can raise us up out of the rubble and give us strength to bring glory to him. Because sometimes it's not a, about you. It's about God being glorified. How we handle things. The world is looking at you. Your family is looking at you. Your coworkers are looking at you. You're a follower of Jesus. I know, it looks bad. Saying, yeah, I screwed up there. Yeah, sorry. That was what I was feeling like this week. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't freak out about that. Lord, you got this. But we have those moments. But to get out of that moment and say, Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I can, I, you will give me the strength to rise up in my circumstance, under the pressure that you're in. And we are under pressure. I mean, the lower mainland, we live under pressure of our own culture. Then we have added cultural pressure that we are all over the place in under this 
message of COVID. And I bet you I could have hundreds of different opinions on this right here. But how do we handle it? No matter where you're coming from, how do you handle it? Do you bring glory to Jesus through it? That's what he's calling us to. In the struggles of society today, in your own needs, will you allow God to give you the strength to rise up in the need that you find yourself in, in the circumstance you find yourself Paul is saying, I found the secret of being in need, having a grateful attitude, knowing Christ's strength to carry me and giving me living hope. I can do all things through Christ's strength in me. It's not, it has nothing to do with this idea of, I'm going to go for this dream, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going, and I can do all this because of Jesus. No, actually, I, I put down here, he is reminding them that, okay, let me read the whole thing. Uh, telling Christians that they should dream bigger dreams. I'm all about dreaming what God wants us, where God wants us to go. But he's reminding them that they can endure the crushing feelings of defeat if their dreams aren't realized. When your dreams aren't realized, to know God is our strength. And God will supply our every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. May I tell you the obvious, we need Jesus. We need each other. But go to Jesus first. Go to Jesus first. And maybe today you've been trying to go to many different directions. Maybe you lost hope. And here's the scripture that pulls us up. He's not necessarily going to take away the circumstance but he's going to allow you to rise up because of his strength. 1 Corinthians 1.9, 1.8 Who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is faithful, by whom we are called into fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ. That is our hope the follower of Christ. What does it look like to live the faith? We need to learn the secret. <laughs> we need to learn the secret of content in Jesus, that he's the one who gives us the strength to rise up. He's the one that will rise you up to bring glory to his name. And as we do it together, as followers of Christ, as his church, it impacts the world. It impacts the world. And that's, the, that's what I want to be a part of. I want to be part of a movement of God where Jesus is at work and I want to follow him. And I hope you want to join me in that. Say, I'm all in to follow Jesus and to, to learn this secret because none of us are there. Maybe some of you have learned that and just the storms blow and you can just say, God, give me strength. And we stand up in the power. We don't even know how it's possible. How am I able to stand in this thing? And... We're just like, wow, Jesus, you're amazing. So we're going to close off here. And my call to you is, in the midst of your rubble, in the midst of the need, you can continue to ask Jesus, these are my, tell Jesus these are your needs. But don't assume God doesn't love you because you have needs. 
Don't assume God does not love you because look at my world's falling apart. Where is God? God, if you love me, you would take all this away and make my life just perfect. He starts in here. The peace that God that surpasses all understanding that we had in Psalm, or Philippians 4, 7. It starts there and it moves out. It affects the world as we do it. So I'm encouraging you, I'll just surrender to Christ. Just give over the storm and say, calm the heart. And Lord, allow me to learn this secret of just trusting you. That my total reliance is on you. That you will raise me up. You will pull me up out of the rubble that I'm feeling right now. Because he will. And some of you feel so consumed in it. And if you need prayer, you're always welcome to come forward as we're closing off and there'll be others here to pray with you. And some of you just want to come and say, yeah, I'm just actually coming forward and I'm just going to lay this stuff down. Lord, this is yours. I surrender myself to you. Wherever God is speaking to you, Heavenly Father, as we take a moment right now, we wrote down our needs. They've been on our mind. And Lord, we acknowledge we'll always have needs. But what we need is you. What we really need is you. And that we can actually take hold of your truth. That you will give us strength. That we can do all things through you. And in the midst of the storm, you will raise us up. And Lord, there's people here that need that right now. And Lord, I pray as they surrender their life to you, would you pour out your spirit and just give them strength and victory.